you listen to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad. And we've had the wonderful pleasure over the last few years of getting to know uh, Frank Flood, who is the uh, Consul General in Vancouver. And it was the uh, position that was established and Frank arrived out trailblazing because previously Vancouver had been... Um, taken care of from Ottawa, as had the whole of Canada. And as part of the Irish government's uh, expanding the Irish footprint, Vancouver was on the hit list to establish a presence. And uh, it's always a challenge going into a new territory where there hasn't been a predecessor and having to not just kind of build on what has already been there, but to actually build from the ground up. And Frank was given that task. And I know over the last number of years, he has done a fantastic job. Uh, The all I can say is I, the volume of uh, stuff that I see happening out in Vancouver right across the board has been fantastic, whether it be trade missions, whether it be the GAA, the film festival, uh, a lot of other things when it came to establishing a sort of a census even. Frank, it's great having you here, and I know you'll be a huge loss when you head back across the ocean to Ireland. Uh, thank you very much, Austin, and thank you very much for those kind remarks. I didn't actually know who you were talking about there for a while, but uh, <laughs> it's always been a pleasure talking to you uh, during my time here, and uh, it's great to have a chance to to thank you for your support through my time here, and uh, all the listeners of Irish Radio Canada. Um, it's uh, I always felt a, a great solidarity to the Irish, whether they be in BC or anywhere in Canada. Are you going to miss us? I miss, I miss, uh, I really miss the friends here, and uh, I really miss the Canadians uh, as well. You know, I mean, not, missing the Irish didn't come as a surprise to me. Um, there's such, you know, Irish are the Irish, and the great community here, and anybody I've come across in Canada on the Irish side, but the Canadians, uh, I didn't realize we'd so much in common. We're so down to earth and uh, straightforward and. Um, hard-working, conscientious, family-orientated, you know, um, I like the fun, you know, I like to live life. And uh, it's uh, I will miss uh, our, our Canadian-Canadian friends. My, my wife, Orla, made a few uh, Canadian friends totally outside the, uh, the diplomatic and the, the consular network. And uh, we, we've hung out with them for, and had some good, good, some good nights and some good days. And uh, they used. They said to me after about a year. They said, uh, "You know, should you not be, you know, with the other consuls?" And I said, "No, it's great to, you know, get away from uh, the the consular side, the diplomatic side, and just be with, you know, in the back garden doing the barbecue with a few Canadians and having a laugh and uh, having a joke and sharing stories." And uh, so I'll, I'll miss uh, I'll miss the people. And of course, it's beautiful here uh, in BC. So. You, uh, someone said to me once, uh, how are you getting on there? And I said, well, if you can't enjoy yourself and enjoy your, your life in, uh, in Vancouver and British Columbia, yeah, I think it's uh, you've got a serious problem. I know, well, it's not a hardship posting. I know that. But yeah. I know the, the nature of your job, and this is where really one of the challenges, the nature of your job is a bit like my father was in the bank. Um, so, you know, I, if someone asks me where I'm from, I claim I'm from Bandleslaw, but I'm not from anywhere. And the nature of your job is that you're tossed around. or Yeah, I know you, you, you're given some choices, but you chose a life of being a, a transient. And does, uh, uh, are some partings 
harder than others. And by that, just based on what you said, you know, if you were in, uh, be it a country that has a different language, a really different culture, um, at the end of your term, your term's up, you're going home. But leave somewhere like Vancouver, where, as you just said, there's a fantastic affinity. Mm. It must be harder. I'd say this probably be the, will be the hardest of all the leavings. Um, I mean, my other postings were in, uh, started in Ethiopia. I went on secondment with the United Nations. Um, that was a fairly tough posting. Um, so being honest, uh, I'd kind of, we, we did our bit and uh, it's always great to work in Africa and work on the development and the humanitarian side, but it's, it's really hard on the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we were in Boston, but Boston was quite short, and uh, love Boston, of course. Uh, and I mean, my kids, we were heading to the airport, and I asked the kids, uh, my three children, they were uh, primary school age. Uh, I said, "Well, which do you prefer? You know, the, the you know Addis Ababa or Boston?" Thinking that Boston would be the uh, straightforward choice, and there was a silence. And then my um, my daughter said, "Dad." Uh, what we really miss is the people in uh, Ethiopia and Addis Ababa and the place of Boston. So uh, you always, you always, at the end of the day, you always miss the people, yes. the place, you know. But it's the people you miss and the friends you make. And we've made some fantastic films here. But we do, you know, we're, uh, we do have direct flights four months of the year. We keep pushing for that with Air Canada. Yeah. We get a few more, Dreamliner, you know. So... Uh, We'll always have a, a bedroom free and uh, Austin, if you yourself, it's, we live in Malahide. So, uh, you know, just join the line and uh, it'll, it'll, we do intend to stay, stay in contact. Fantastic. Now, yeah. Yeah, you've had to, you, I listed out some of the changes that have happened out there over the last few years. Yeah. You have, you have a tremendous list of accomplishments. Um, what would you say is the one that stands out for you? Um, I suppose with it, with the Irish community, it would be, the, the, the key issue is always communication, as I'm sure you'll uh, agree. And I think during the pandemic, um, there's a great coming together of the Irish community, and that led to uh, the, the formation of the, uh, the Irish and BC group. I mean, Irish Courtney here in the Irish Women's Network has been a stalwart of community for years. They they used to meet during the pandemic, um, you know, and Jenny um, Jenny Burke and then uh, Adam Duffy from the consulate here would have joined in for their meetings. They, at the height of the pandemic, they were meeting every lunchtime. Right. And to this, uh, and even now they meet twice a week. Um, but it's been, it's, I suppose the proudest achievement, I think, is the sense of that the Irish community has been galvanized and, uh, it's, it's brought a, a focus and a, a, a fulcrum to the, to the community and it's helped energize and bring people together. And, um, you know, we've got a beautiful, of course, um, new consulate office here. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Austin, um, which are no. very well. And, uh, you know, I brought the, the French and the German consul generals around for a tour when we opened up. And uh, it's, you know, it's a lovely office. Um, anybody is welcome to visit. We have a, a brand new function room, which is very unique. Um, so we can have, it's available for the Irish community, for meetings, and for business purposes. But anyway, the French and the German walked around and the, the German consul who 
um, was not be afraid to criticise <laughs> Ireland or anybody else. Um, he, he turned around and he said to me, this is what a consulate should look like. So I said, from the German consul, I'll take that. So, uh, mm. so the building itself, bringing the Irish community, and then on the trade side, I suppose, just uh, two weeks ago, we had uh, an education agreement between British Columbia and Ireland. And uh, this was British Columbia's first um, third-level international education agreement with any European country. So um, that was part of the consulate, setting up the consulates and uh, going out and meeting colleges and universities. And that's, uh, we, that led on to the appointment of a senior education consultant that led, you know, we two visits from by Enterprise Ireland, bringing over our education colleges and universities. So it was great to see that taking place. And, uh, you know, there's a good basis uh, now for my um, great colleague, lovely person, uh, Caddy Gagan. And Caddy will be taken over from me. And of the utmost confidence, Caddy, we've had long hours conversations and we even uh, broke bread once or twice. So, Caddy, I know it will do a fantastic job. And, uh, You've got Eamon McKee and the ambassador there in, in Ottawa. And, of course, we've now got um, a new consulate opening up in Toronto. That's right, and yeah. Yeah, it's opening there. So it's a very exciting time. So I don't feel like I'm uh, – I feel like I've just started something on, on the Vancouver side, but it, it's it's uh, there's a huge momentum building, I would like to think, uh, of close relations and more meaningful and, and engaged relationship between Ireland and Canada in general. Um, when you arrived as well, I think in the last four years, there has been an influx. The numbers of Irish in Vancouver have grown greatly because traditionally it was Toronto, wasn't out west. But in the last number of years, out west has seen the influx. So that also helps the regeneration and the new blood. There's always the danger with us Irish that we're getting old and we're not being replaced. But I think Vancouver is seeing the new blood. Oh, I think so. I mean, I'd estimate, uh, my own estimate would be uh, at least 7,000 new Irish every year. Wow. Uh, and, uh, you know, most of them are, are on the, come on a two-year visa. Now, there are some uh, silly individuals, I would say, um, who use them for the summer, summer students. Uh, and basically, uh, you know, my own personal opinion, it's, it's a waste. Yeah. It's a, a waste of a two-year visa. Uh, yeah. But the youth are the youth, and um, they do come. And I must say, uh, 99% of them uh, are a credit to their parents, they're a credit to Ireland, and uh, they go around, and uh, people love to see them coming. Right. They they're, you know, bring a smile to their face. And that. There's a few, uh, let's say, Egypts, uh, but, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're from, no. uh, where you're from in the world, there'll always be a, always be a few. But they are, uh, they are great, and the, the, we're... One thing that I'm not sure people realise that it's a bit of jealousy on the other consulates because uh, Irish are the only growing, you know, young European population that's here. Right. And uh, I've got good friends on the Scottish side and uh, good friends in the, you know, the European side and the Italian side. But Italians are very, very strong here. But the, the Irish are definitely coming, and uh, you know, it's noticed everywhere. It's noticed, mind uh, you, the. The young Irish fellas here, I just finished this anecdote. My wife and I have a joke, like, you know, the uh, young Irish students arrive over, you know, they spot, they're spotted. 
They have few characteristics. First, they're never on their own. There's always about four or five of them. And they hair together as if there's, you know, a space limitation on the sidewalk or something. <laughs> and they have these funny hairstyles where there's like a bowl, like your mother put a bowl over your head and cut your hair. And then they're in their shorts and then they have their little backpack and then they're walking along. And uh, it's usually, the, these are all the lads. And then they think they look cool. That's the funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, they're, they're in their ordinary people shorts. Huh? <laughs> but, <laughs> they have their they're wearing them real proud. And, oh, they're, 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 they're lovely guys, but, you know. And uh, they, but as a result, the GA out there is thriving. That's the other great thing. The GA has established new clubs as well. Oh, sure. There's over 20 teams now. I, I can't keep track of them. And, you know, 10 years ago, there were, uh, it was just the ISSC. And they, yeah. they uh, know William Donnelly here. There's an awful lot of the Irish community. You were just saying at their business breakfast last week, they were lucky to form one team, and that was men and women. And now they're, uh, I think we're up to seven clubs now. We have right. one on Hoover Island. There's talk of one in uh, in Kelowna, which I believe. Um, so the, uh, they're going from strength to strength, and we have a good relationship now with uh, the Mayor of Burnaby and Mike Curley. Yes. Great dairy man, and... Um, Burnaby Lakes Rugby Club and we use that facility so we have a bit of a home now we're trying to work on that and uh, we're working with the Scots to see if we can set up a, a Celtic cultural centre Right So of the loose ends that you're going to leave behind what would yeah. you what would you have hoped and I know COVID would have put a spanner in the works that you, when you were you were out there and you were saying okay we'll, we'll try and get this 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 and done what loose ends are you leaving that you wish you had a, an opportunity to tie, tie up um, I suppose the Irish language, first of all. Um, right. it, it, we did have uh, Neil Moore on Gravelbum, upon the trail, I say, alert, you saw it. Um, so we did have the uh, Shockton of Elga, yeah. my first year here. And um, we had 80 people at that. And they came from, uh, you know, the States, Massachusetts, uh, Yukon, and uh, and uh, there's three levels, the advanced, uh, intermediate, and beginners. And the advanced, basically, was um, all whale goers. Right. Was okay. And uh, they didn't have classes. The, the, the teacher would just mention a topic, and it would be discussed. And people just wanted to uh, use their Irish language and have a chat. Um, so that happened, like, straight, you know, it was very, the very first year, and I had hoped to build on it, and I know the organisers had, from Conor Nguyen and us, and, and there was plans to have maybe four classes the next year, beginners, advanced, intermediate, and, and total beginners type thing. Right, right. And so we'd like to keep that going. And the, the, with Kelowna, I always felt that... Um, it would be great to have that and build around it and have maybe Irish, you know, have an Irish cultural weekend because the, the Italians have their festival right. and the, the Portuguese have their festival and the Latin Americans have their festival. And St. Patrick's Day, of course, is huge here as it is everywhere. And the main problem with St. Patrick's Day is it's in the middle of March. Yeah. And no matter what we do, <laughs> you know, it rains in Vancouver um, more than it rains in Dublin statistically. Um, so I always thought it'd be nice to have a kind of a September cultural event. Right. And that's when we had the Shakhtar Nogelga. And, um, you know, if I had another year or two, I'd, you know, it's, I'd be, be pushing for that to get going again and bring in some Irish 
And the thinking was to bring in some more musicians, have a bit, a bit of a flat. Yeah. And have the, the GA. And at one stage, we were going to try this last uh, September, October in Kelowna. But um, first of all, they only had one pitch and there was 200 Irish people, <coughs> GA players, ready to go to Kelowna. Wow. And, right. uh, when you the 200, the, the 200 GA players weren't actually worried about the one pitch. I was worried, but they weren't worried. Right. Um, and uh, so we were going to have a bit of music. There's a, there's a great um, music uh, up there at the Duke from Hope. So these uh, um, music bands. So we got a bit of music, a bit of dance, a bit of Irish language, and uh, a bit of fun. So uh, uh, I think that would give us two, you know, marketing entry points. And right. uh, as well as the Paddy say, it'd be nice to do something like that. And it'd be good to do it outside uh, outside Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. And Frank, what would you say from a trade perspective has been the biggest event of the year that or the biggest partnership or that stands out? And there's before I came here I, I did the tour of meeting with the uh, our trade agencies and I came up to the conclusion and uh, I cheated and Austin. I just told everybody that our priorities were uh, education, mining, film, um tourism, um food Sport and uh, beverages and tech. So nobody contradicted me. So that was grand. So I wrote that off and worked away in it. Um, turns out the education one was the one that was, was most fractional. Right. But very close to it is the mining and exploration. Right. And yeah. um, I suppose the mining and exploration, it's not an, a sector I was very uh, familiar with, but um, it's, it's really important these days. And um, it has a bad reputation, but they are they're working, you know, really hard, Ireland and Canada, to put forward, you know, best practice uh, mining and exploration. And as I always say to people, I've never seen uh, an electric wooden car, yeah. you know. If, yeah. You know, you, these are critical minerals. You know, if you want, you know, if you want your copper and if you want your steel and your iron and you want a car and you want a fridge, and you know, you, you've got to have um, mining and exploration. So. And uh, we should be leading on that. And uh, in some parts of the world, unfortunately, the mining exploration is carried out in a, in a less than satisfactory manner. Mm-hmm. I leave it at that. So mm-hmm. um, I was very pleased to get involved in that. We've got uh, just in May, we had uh, the geophysics researchers from Ireland, and they met with uh, Simon Fraser University, BCIT, UBC, University of Victoria, and Ocean Can- and Networks Canada. And, uh, you know, they get funded by tech and, um, so, you know, Rio Tinto. So this, there is the, the potential there. So the mining and exploration um, is another area. The film is, would probably be uh, a little bit of a disappointment um, in that, like, there's 60 films uh, being you know, made every day in Vancouver. Um, but we do have a new concert in L.A., and the LA is basically, aside from the Irish community, it's there to promote film, mm-hmm. the film industry. Mm-hmm. And um, Vancouver is the Hollywood of the North. And um, Banff, I know that, that uh, speaking with Screen Ireland, the idea would be to always have uh, an Irish film mission that would go to Toronto, where the money is. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the producers are there. Banff, Vancouver, and LA. Mm-hmm. So that would be maybe every second year that. But um, I mean, Creative BC, the uh, 
at a, at a consular briefing, said that Ireland was the second most important independent uh, film producer uh, partner in Europe right. after after UK. Right. Um, so I just thought there's there's potential there to link up right. and, and do more, you know. So Frank, when you get home, where what's the next step? Where where are you? What are you going to do? Or have you are you in back at head office for a while? Oh, I got to uh, spend a few days um, kind of touch base with the trade agencies and complete the circle and say, yeah. Yeah, this is what we got done, this is what we didn't get done, and thanks very much and all the best. And um, I'll do a debrief with uh, with colleagues in foreign affairs, and then I'm going to uh, get the paintbrush, you know, and um, roll up the sleeves and uh, do the gardening and. Uh, my my poor house. I've been ten, two years in Belfast. It was four years in Estonia and four years here. So I'm actually looking forward to spending a bit of time around the house and uh, garden. And, uh, yeah, you but know. you're not you're not retiring, are you? I am. I got to retire. Well, you're, so you're you're joining the ranks of the 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 <laughs> the yeah. Unga- yeah the ungainfully employed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's the. Uh, I like being perfectly honest. I couldn't stand the thoughts of going back to HQ again. <laughs> well, you know, I always say, I always say the great thing about retirement was I had to give up the day job to do it. <laughs> as, a friend, as a friend of mine used to work, say in foreign affairs, don't matter what they say, Frank, is it the real hardship post is Dublin. <laughs> I, I could believe it. So, like, yeah. So, it, it, I guess for you. Coming back to Dublin and settling down is not quite a novelty, but nearly is a novelty. Oh, it's a bit of novelty for me. And no matter how much you try uh, with fr- family and friends, when you're away 10 years uh, living normally, you miss the small things. You miss the, the little get-togethers, the christenings, you know, um, going for little simple things like just going for a walk or, you know, um, an ad hoc get-together, you know, uh, and and you're going back much and all as it might that you are as tightly connected to Ireland as you are, unlike in my situation. But you're going back to a very different Ireland than you would have left. Absolutely. I mean, I mean it's my job, and we do stay in touch. I mean, I would watch the Irish news and follow that as closely, if not more closely, than Canada and BC. Uh, but you do lose touch. You just you lose the feel, I think, yeah. of uh, of how things are going in that and. Uh, you know, Dublin and Ireland, it's like everywhere else, it's got very expensive. And uh, I just reading there yesterday, uh, just, yeah, teachers, because I was a teacher before I joined Foreign Affairs, and uh, see the teachers are getting out of Dublin because they can't afford it. Yeah, yeah. Which happened in London 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when, when, when do you head to the airport? 15th of August. Okay. So they're, you're we, getting, uh, the boxes are the boxes are all out now, are they? Well, the the uh, the packers are coming um, on the tent. So and uh, we five days. I'm going to take a little holiday over in Vancouver Island before right. we leave the, the wind down. With just my my wife and myself, Orla, yeah. and uh, my long suffering wife. So uh, we just regroup and then head for home and, and uh, start our new life and. I don't. I'll get up to something. I don't know what I'll get up to, but I'll get up to something. So when you said the paint brushes, I, I, are you talking painting and decorating, or are you talking art? Painting and decorating. I'm, I'm not an artist. No. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of guys. A lot of guys get get, um, get the artistic brushes out when they they retire and 
that type side of it. So it's, yeah. you never I mean, say never these days, Austin. No, never say never. Never never. never. No, let's see no. what's I love local history now. I'd love to get back to doing local history and that type right. of thing. Right. Yeah. And and of course, there's a richness. You can't go anywhere in Dublin, but there's a richness because it is thousands of years of history everywhere there. Oh, yes, and everywhere around the country. And that, you know, I mean, my daughter's down in, in Ballonspittle and Candy Cork with her two granddaughters, which are All right. two key reasons for heading home, clean yeah. and clean. Um, so look forward to uh, my wife's going home to help, to help with the kids. I'm going home to play with the grandkids. So, uh, um, even down in Cork, you know, down in Cork, and you're just driving around and you find, you know, little stone circles. And yeah. Beautiful local history down there. It's unbelievable. It is. It is. is. All over the country, you know. Yeah, it is. We're going to wrap up, Frank. It's been fantastic having a chat with you, and it's been great getting to know you over the years. And um, all I can say is that I wish that, uh, that you can have as much fun during retirement as I get to have. Because I do have a lot of fun, um, but, and you know, you make your own fun. But it is—it's—it it was worth putting in a career to get here. <laughs> well, I'll take that. That sounds good. And uh, just once again, just to, to thank you very much and your and your listeners, and to wish you continued personal and professional uh, success. And to uh, you know, we we have gone from strength to strength. We've got the ambassador McKee and. Is leading the charge there in the embassy in Ottawa, and we'll have Janice in, uh, in the consulate in Toronto, and we have Cathy here in uh, the consulate in Vancouver. So, uh, you know, the, the ship is is uh, it's looking um, it's looking good, and yes. uh, you know, it's great to see Irish uh, Irish and Canada's relations are growing some closer, and things happening, and you know, putting a bit of. Uh, He's on the bone. It's it's great to see it happening. So whatever well, happens. Yeah, when when you when you're listening to the news at home and you hear that something has happened, you'll be able to listen with pride at times because it'll be a bit of news about what's going on in Canada and you'll be able to as you as you go on you say, Yeah, I helped put that foundation stone there and you'll get the good feeling as a result. Oh, this is it. Ah, it's it. As I said some of the other day, um, it's like, it feels like you're coming off the, the pitch and you felt like you, you left it all behind. So yeah. I couldn't have done much more. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy with that. And uh, a thanks to the fantastic artist community here. It's just they were so supportive and uh, couldn't have done it without them. And uh, it really was. I've always said it was an honour and pleasure to be the first consul general here. And it, it certainly has been. But it's also been very enjoyable. So no complaints, Austin. No complaints. <laughs>